Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga. I'm an experienced registered yoga teacher with over 15 years of teaching experience, a certified personal trainer and an entrepreneur. My mission, what I stand for is this, to help you develop into a purpose-driven, confident yoga teacher. One who truly understands anatomy and how to share it clearly and effectively so that you can help your students learn and as a result, grow your impact and connection. This mission reflects the core ways of being that I work to develop in teachers. Confidence, clarity, purpose, impact, and connection. Through my mentorship program and my premier offer called the Blueprint Learning Program, I help yoga teachers build their skills in the area of learning anatomy, and along with that, help them learn important business skills and personal development ways of being that will transform them into purpose-driven teachers who make a big impact. On the podcast here, you'll get a blend of both anatomy learning, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field and beyond, and a dose of personal development. For more information on my programs, please see my website, barebonesyoga.com. Welcome everyone. My name is Karen Fabian and I am your host here on the podcast Conversations for Yoga Teachers. We have reached episode 70, which is I guess kind of sort of a milestone. I guess um, in my mind 100, episode 100 will be a nice milestone, Um, although episode 70 has a nice ring to it. So thank you so much for uh, listening. If you've been listening for a while, Um, I really appreciate you tuning in. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. So right now, given what's happening in our world with the coronavirus pandemic, you probably have a lot of questions. They might be things like, when will this be over? Or what will life look like when we can move about again? I think questions are a natural part of our inquisitive nature as humans, and 
When things are out of our control like they are now, the questions seem to come at a higher frequency. Think about when you're at the airport and your flight is delayed. There probably is nothing you can do about it, but you usually have all sorts of questions. When will the backup plane arrive? Or why is it delayed? Or where's the flight crew? Asking questions seems to be, in many ways, our brain's way of trying to control something we feel we have no control over. Now, I kind of relate to this because when I was working with a neuroscience coach a few years back, as part of kind of a huge investment I was making in my own growth, she helped me reframe many of the questions I had about my life, my teaching, and my business. And she helped me see that in asking a better question, I'd come up with a better answer than one that was focused on things that were out of my control, for instance. This is also a sentiment echoed by my business mentor, James Wedmore, and one that my father taught me as well. Certain questions seem to come with an emphasis on what's lacking, what's missing, or self-limiting beliefs, while other questions allow us to open our minds to what's possible. So today I wanted to start out with two questions that relate to what's happening right now and then move on to a few others that are geared more towards your teaching and your growth as a teacher. Now, one note before I go on, I wanna let you know that I'm working on a free video training that will help you learn how to understand the whys behind the cues, as this seems to be such a big area of question for teachers. I recently posted a few days ago in my Facebook group if people would be interested in a training around this topic, and I got lots of comments saying yes. So if you're interested in well as well in a training like this, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. So, and that training should be done, I would say, within the next probably two weeks. Now, just one little aside, if you're not in that Facebook group, it's called the Bare Bones Yoga Anatomy Work Group. And you can search for it on Facebook and you can send me a request to join. It's for yoga teachers only, and there are four admission questions to get in. So please be sure you answer all four. So I wanna start out with these questions. I think there's four or five of them. And the first two definitely have to do with, what, with what's happening right now with the coronavirus. And, you know, I think uh, I was listening to someone else's podcast yesterday and they said, um, isn't it going to be strange, you know, even a year from now when people listen to this podcast episode and hear me talking about this pandemic. And I mean, number one, I certainly look forward to that. And number two, it really is um, such a strange time we're living in. And I can't quite put myself in kind of the space, the mental space of being out the other side of this and listening to this particular podcast, for instance, having been through this whole thing. I, I definitely look forward to that. Um, but I think that because this is still absolutely front and center in all of our lives, it, it really does um, mean that when I record these podcast episodes, it's, it's really important for me to at least have an acknowledgement of what is happening. And this particular theme of today around asking a better question is something that I was thinking about in relation to what's happening with, with the coronavirus 
pandemic because this is a scenario where much is out of our control. And because the mind is as it is, like I was just describing, you may find yourself, and I find myself in this space too, um, sometimes several times a day, where I find myself kind of getting locked into this questioning. And I really need to stop myself and reframe my questions along this way that I'll be describing for you today. So the first one that you might be asking yourself question-wise is, will I get sick? Will I get the coronavirus? And I would say why that, while that might be, I don't want to necessarily say a good question, while that might be a relevant question for what's happening right now, um, a better question would be, what can I do to stay well? And I want you to just kind of take a moment to compare the energy around the first phrase, the first question, will I get sick, right? That is a question loaded with fear, loaded. It just reeks of fear, reeks of panic, reeks of everything the news is talking about right now, will I get sick? And then I want you to think of how you feel in your body when you hear the question, what can I do to stay well? What can I do? What is possible for me to allow me to stay well, right? I mean, it's so totally different, again, from how the news is reporting anything right now, rather than saying, you know, I mean, of course, they're reporting hand washing and social distancing and wearing face masks now. Um, but outside of that, everything else is very much reported as if it's completely out of your control. And if we want to feel better on some level, given what's happening right now, we have got to focus on what we can do to stay well. And so, you know, I'm not going to go into a whole explanation of, of what you can do to stay well. I think you probably know um, all the basic things. And then all the other things. I mean, I now have <laughs> what has turned out to be a two-hour investment in my health that I make every morning. Now, if you're home with kids right now, you are probably screaming that you can't invest 10 minutes in your health because you're taking care of your kids. I feel for you. And I know that that um, must be really, really tough. So depending on your situation, you know, 15 minutes may be all you have. And so that may be what's possible for you. Um, all, all I'm saying is that in my situation, um, I have an ability to use this, this time in the morning to make an investment in my spiritual, emotional, energetic, and physical bank. And so I go for a run, I meditate, I take a walk with a cup of tea and I listen to a really, really good podcast. I've actually stopped listening to some podcasts where people are just complaining about what's happening. People that I actually thought were more positive and more forward thinking. And I actually had to turn one off yesterday because it was just a lot of just negativity, negativity. And so whatever you can do around this question of what can I do to stay well will serve you 
so much more than whatever ruminations your mind will go into by asking or answering the question, will I get sick? So the next one is, the next question is, how long will this last? <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of like a kid in a car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And, and the kid has no control, right? They're not driving the car. They don't know where they're going. You know, maybe if they do know where they're going, they have really not a good sense of direction or how to get there. So they're just kind of, how long will this last? And I feel like in a way that's all of us, right? We're all just kind of here waiting for, you know, this to, to pass, trying to do all the things and listening to the guidance of, of the people in science uh, as to the trends and, and what to expect. However, a better question, rather than how long will this last, is how can I use this time to grow as a person and as a teacher? And again, I wanna you know, make a big caveat if you're someone who right now, your ability to take time for yourself has been completely upended because your kids are home and your partner is home and your schedule is very much out of sorts, this is gonna be a bigger challenge for you. You know, however, I, I do still think hopefully it's possible. And um, I encourage you to try to listen with an open mind as well, you know, kind of stay in that zone of what's possible. So the how long will this last is kind of the self-limiting thought or question. And the better question is, how can I use this time to grow as a person and a teacher? I mean, there is so much potential there when you reframe it in that way. How can you use this time? Can you use it for physical you know, investments you can make in your body? Um, and I don't mean that in a vain way, I just mean like for your health, going for walks, going for runs, exercising in your home, doing yoga practice. Can you use it to learn? Can you use it to journal? Can you use it to watch some uh, things on, on the internet or on demand that you've never had a chance to watch before, documentaries, learn about history. I mean, there's endless, endless, endless things. So again, rather than saying, how long will this last? How about, how can I harness this time? T time that I, <laughs> gosh, you know, would not have otherwise had, but for this pandemic. And how can I leverage it so that I come out the other end a better person, a different person, a changed person in deep ways that will be sustaining um, and not just a flash in the pan? Okay, so the next one I'm going to shift a little bit to, um, to your teaching, right? So the next question is, how am I going to build my reputation as a teacher or grow my classes or hold workshops if the studios are closed, right? So especially if you're a newer teacher, you might be feeling like, oh God, I was just getting started. I talked to someone recently, they just opened their first studio and then within a few weeks they had to close it. You know, and it's so easy in those situations. How am I supposed to get my, my business going? How am I supposed to, you know, start to build my community, build my, my tribe, you know? Um, how am I supposed to do that? if I can't physically be in front of people. 
And so the better question is, how can I leverage technology to either build from the ground up or add to my existing online community? How can I give people something of value, give them an opportunity to move, breathe, and meditate, and anything else that allows me to share my passion? Right? Because let's face it, right now, technology is the only way that you have available to you to reach people, whether it's a Zoom call with your parents or a FaceTime with, you know, a loved one or a friend or a class that you teach to your students. Um, and if you're someone who has never, ever been online before, and so you're wondering, how do I reach the people that come to my classes in person? Or how do I build new connections by just taking a chance and, and doing a Facebook Live or doing an Instagram Live or making a YouTube video? You know, th that's, that's your question, right? Because therein lies your opportunity. Um, I was having a conversation through email with someone in my Blueprint Learning program, and she wrote to say that she was really, really afraid to do a Facebook Live, and she did it, and she really didn't like how it came out. There were some things that she didn't like about it, and she was asking me for some technical tips. So I wrote her back with a couple of them, but the gist of what I said was, look, right now, perfection, I don't know what that saying is, perfection is the enemy of getting something done, you know, something along those lines. Basically, if you're focused on getting it perfect, chances are you're never going to take that step to move yourself forward. And right now, we have to be all about taking steps, especially when fear is blocking us. And you'll know it, right? If you're feeling like, oh, I'm going to feel self-conscious on video or, oh, I don't have any followers or how do I build a bigger following? Like all those are just questions that just don't have any power around them, any positivity around them. We instead should be focusing on what's possible for me. What can I share? What platforms are available that are easy to use that allow me to get up and running quickly? Right, so if you caught my podcast uh, 67 with my friend Nick, who's a media strategist, he gave us all sorts of strategies around getting online quickly. So I would definitely recommend you take a look at that. I did a YouTube video on the subject. I posted quite a few Facebook Lives in the Anatomy Workgroup on it. So I would just really encourage you, do whatever it takes to get yourself doing something online and be less focused about the money aspect of it. I mean, not that you would, but you know, if you're just starting out and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to use this as a replacement for earnings I get from teaching live classes, I would urge you to think about it in a different way. And just at this point, think about how can you start to use one particular platform to get the word out about who you are and what you love, what your message is, how you help people, and start to build an online presence because you'll always be able to continue to build that when this current situation is passed. And at that point, you'll have, you know, people more aware of you, you'll have built a little bit of that no like and trust factor. And that's when you can start to make some offers to your community. For right now, if you're just getting started, I would suggest your main focus be on just getting yourself out there, getting yourself doing it, getting yourself making connections with people and having that be where you start. 
So the last question I want to uh, throw out there that you might be thinking is, and this, this is, you know, kind of not related to what's happening right now. Although if you do find yourself with some downtime right, right now, it might be something that's come to your mind. And the question is, how come I feel like I've been teaching for X amount of time and I still don't feel like I can X, right? So I'll give you an example. How come I feel like I've been teaching for three years and I still don't feel like I can give anatomy-based cues clearly and with confidence, right? So that's, how come I feel like I've been teaching for six months and I still don't feel like I can stand in front of the class and be confident, right? That's another example. So you can fill it in with whatever suits, you know, your situation, whatever resonates with you. I would say the better question is, what are areas of growth for me in my teaching? If I evaluate my teaching right now, what tactical skills are missing? What self-limiting thoughts are holding me back? Where do I want to go as a teacher and what tools do I need to get there? Okay, and you know, I've kind of been on a little bit of a focus right now on, on a particular theme that I, that I have talked to some teachers about. They haven't seen it as a theme, but I've seen it as a theme as I've talked to a couple of teachers about the same topic. Um, but even just from my observation of what happens in the industry and kind of the path that's been kind of laid out for teachers. Um, I think what tends to happen or what can happen, and you can decide if this makes sense for you, is that rather than teachers looking at after their 200 hours and after they've been teaching even for a few months, but definitely a few years, rather than them looking at, hey, where do I want to go as a teacher and what's missing from my teaching. They tend to sometimes fall into this mode of just signing up for the next Yoga Alliance approved training. And I don't necessarily want this to be about Yoga Alliance, but you can say any kind of training, right? Rather than making an informed decision based upon some assessment they've done of their teaching and what's missing. And so certainly, you know, if you have, and I don't want to necessarily say limited time and money, but if you want to get the most out of any investment you make, it's really important that you do some kind of assessment of what do you want to get out of your, out of this particular training or what do you want to get out of your teaching? And is this training suited to meet your needs? Right, so let's say you wanted to learn how to teach restorative yoga, but you just took a generalized training. Well, chances are, even though they might cover some, what you might consider restorative postures, that's not the emphasis of the training. Let's say you wanted to learn how to give anatomy-based cues and you wanted to learn more about anatomy and you signed up for a general 300-hour training. Well, talking about anatomy and specifically how to cue with anatomy in mind might only be touched upon a couple times in that training or might just be a module for a particular day. Let's say you wanted to learn how to grow your business as a teacher. I can 
probably say I, I don't know of many in-person trainings that are specifically built around teaching you the business aspects. There might be an hour or so in your 200 hour training where you talk about business. They're just, that is a big gap in the industry unless you look to people like me who do one-on-one -on -one coaching, have a book on the subject. My book Stretched is all about building your yoga business, run online programs on it as I do and some other teachers as well. So that's a particular topic where you really, if, if you really want to get the biggest bang for your money and time, you really have to do some research to find a training that's specifically geared towards um, filling in that learning gap. So I would just say, you know, if you're starting to feel like when you heard that original question, how come I feel like I've been teaching for X and I still don't feel like I can blank, right? And then if we reframe it, what are areas of growth for me in my teaching? If I evaluate my teaching right now, what tactical skills are missing? And then what self-limiting thoughts are holding me back? And where do I wanna go as a teacher? And what tools do I need to get there? So if you even have an hour between now and the end of the week, I would really encourage you to rewind this, write down those questions and sit down, put pen to paper and see what you come up with. And let that information begin to create a strategy for you that will guide you as you make purchasing decisions for the rest of this year, rather than just kind of going with the flow of what everybody sometimes does, which is just kind of sign up for another training, invest your money and your time, and then hope that it's going to meet your needs. I would love for you to make really informed strategic decisions about where you're going to put your time and energy and money in terms of growing as a teacher and trainings you take along those lines. So this was a short one. <laughs> We've reached the end of the podcast today. I want to remind you uh, about the anatomy work group to sign up for that. Just look it up on Facebook, the bare bones yoga anatomy work group. And then as you were listening today, if you had any comments or thoughts or any of this kind of sparked a particular thought, I would love to hear from you. So please send me a DM on Instagram, bare bones yoga, and let me know what you think. And the other thing I wanted to let you know, especially along the lines of business is I do half hour free consults with teachers. So you can get a half an hour with me to go over anything, whether it's tactical questions around anatomy, helping you develop a strategy for your learning, helping you grow your business with brainstorming ideas around that. Whatever it is, it's completely up to you. And all you need to do to sign up for one of those is go to my website, barebonesyoga.com, and you'll see halfway down the homepage, there is a link for setting up a free consult. And the last thing is I just closed enrollment on my uh, signature program, the Blueprint Learning Program. And I always have my wait list open and available for teachers. If you missed open enrollment and you don't wanna miss out on next time, and please keep in mind this time, open, uh, this time waitlisted teachers got a $100 discount off the program. So there's a big, big incentive. I may or may not do that again, I'm not sure, but I always like to give the waitlisted teachers an incentive to sign up because they've expressed an interest. They've taken that step. 
And so I want to reward that action step forward by giving them an incentive to sign up for the program when I open enrollment. So it might be a discount off the, off the price of the program. It might be an additional bonus, like maybe a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. It might be something completely different. So the idea is if you are a teacher and along the lines of what we just talked about, if you've determined you've got a gap in your teaching and it's specifically around the areas of personal growth, self-limiting beliefs, and growing your knowledge of anatomy so that you can provide anatomy-based cues clearly and confidently and make a bigger impact when you teach, this Blueprint Learning Program is for you. It's a module, several module course, it's live coaching sessions, it's one-on-one -on -one support from me via email whenever you have a question. It's sometimes additional bonuses like free admission to paid workshops I have online and in person. So there's a lot of perks that come with the program and the core of the program is all designed to support you in your effort to build your confidence, grow your impact, clarify your purpose and your mission as a teacher and really learn the tactical skill of providing anatomy-based cues. So to sign up for that wait list, all you need to do is go to my website, barebonejoga.com, and halfway down the page, you'll see the link to join the wait list for the Blueprint Learning Program, BLP, Blueprint Learning Program. I hope you have a good day, rest of your day today. Stay safe, stay well, do all the things and more, and I'll see you on the next episode. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I am your host, Karen Fabian, and I just want to remind you, if you would like to get on the wait list for my two premier programs, the Blueprint Learning Program and my Mentorship Program, all you need to do is visit my website, barebonesyoga.com, and the links to get on the wait list for both of these programs are right on the homepage. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.